Hi. You can all see me now. That's not a big stand in my way. Good morning, church. Nobody does conflict quite like family does. Um, when I, when I, no, I mean, my husband said it's great. It's great at home. No, no, there's no conflict this morning. It was good. Oh, hi, Mom. That means I need to be extra careful with what I say right now. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot of things that can cause conflict at home. I think one of the, the, the more common ones are things like, what do we want to have for dinner tonight? Uh, where are we going out to eat? Uh, whose, whose schedule prioritizes whose? Um, I, know, I know in my family, uh, the, the times that we sit down to eat, they can sometimes be a little, little conflict tea. I, I'm not the only one, hopefully, who, who has these great dinner time discussions. Um, and, and it's kind of gotten to the point sometimes where, uh, you know, we'll all sit down for a great family meal. And I'll be sitting there, I'll be, and, you know, before they'll ask me to pray for the meal. And uh, mind you, we have, we have a whole hodgepodge. We have, you know, people who, who believe in God. We have people who don't believe in God in my family. And so it's already, you know, it's already, we're already starting on a, on a great page uh, with me, you know, with me to pray. And so as this is going on, I literally every time I pray, God, just let us have a pleasant dinner. Let us not fight. Let us not argue. And the Lord has been faithful to that prayer um, every time I pray it. But whenever I forget to, something always comes up, whether it's politics or religion or just what, like, what people are going to do in their day. Uh, it, it, it's interesting to see how we as families, sometimes we, just, we, just, we have all these different opinions. We have all these things that can separate us um, just based on where we're coming from, the way that we see the world. And so what we're going to talk about today is... Oh, that's way better. That, yeah. Uh, what we're going to talk about today is uh, a topic that I think is, is more on the, the controversial side. Uh, I think a lot of people have an easy, easy time uh, liking or, or accepting, let's say, philanthropist Jesus. Uh, a lot of people like the, uh, or at the very least, they, they may be skeptical, but they may think, okay, it's not hurting anybody. People might accept miracle-working Jesus. Um, but this side of Jesus is one that is not really the, uh, the most popular part of Jesus as well. So let's go to God in prayer before we, before we pick up and continue. Uh, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 10 today, by the way. Dad, uh, it's amazing that we get to, to be here to worship you, to honor you. I pray that you're really just with our worship service, that we have just been raising our hearts and praising you. I pray that you speak through me this morning, that you allow me to uh, really bring your word uh, to us, that it convicts our hearts, that we are, are, are just called to follow you uh, with a new sense of vigor, that we hold to you with confidence, knowing that you are God. Uh, we're so grateful for all that you do, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we're going to pick up in verse 32, and it says, well, and Jesus says, 
Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Amen. So Jesus, He's making an astonishing claim here that people's response to Him will make the difference as to how God will treat them on the Day of Judgment. You know, there, uh, I, I had an assignment this week for, for one of my classes to go and to interview six people. Uh, three who, who are Christians, three who are non-Christians, as to what they think about the idea of missions and missionaries. Is, is there a place for God in, in, in this world? Is there a place for, for people to go and to share the Gospel? And as you can imagine, there are a number of different responses that people gave to the idea of someone bringing Jesus to a new area or to people in general. Now, what was interesting is that the, the, every person that I interviewed believed that missions and sharing your faith was a good thing. Even the non-Christians believed that people sharing your faith was a good thing. Isn't that weird? I was not what I was expecting the answer to be. Uh, but there was a little caveat, and this is, this is the fun thing, is, is the Christians didn't really have much of an opinion as to the proper way in which someone should be able to talk about Jesus. Now, on the other hand, uh, those who were not followers of Jesus were very, very opinionated as to how someone should and could properly talk about Jesus. Now, what was, what was the major difference? It seems like this is, this is kind of what's going on. Well, it's okay for people to talk about God and to talk about Jesus so long as you're talking to someone that wants you to talk to them about them. So certain things like, like, oh, Christian movies are good. Christian artwork is good. And of course, we sit there and we, you know, we, listen, we look at some of these, these movies, Christian movies that have come out, and we'll be like, that did not follow the biblical story at all. I don't even know. Like, I, we can't even call it Christian. Like, I just, and, and so you, there, there's this, there's this kind of like dichotomy that's there where they're like, okay, well, maybe we should do this. It, it's, like, it's like, you know, like when you're, when you're on the Internet, and people will search, like, the companies, they'll get, like, your browser history or things like that, and they'll use it to throw advertisements your way. So they'll, they'll, they'll market exactly to the people who want them to do that. And I'm like, okay, well, 
I guess that's something that we could do as Christians, you know? Search for the people who are who who want to be found, but since when have we since when have, have we as people ever really known what we wanted in the first place? When? I mean, I, 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 you know, it's like you wake up, I don't even know what I want to eat most of the time. And it's, it's, it's strange to think about that um, when it comes to Jesus and bringing the message of Jesus. Because this is, is, is certainly not uh, a topic that people think very, uh, that think very much about. I think a lot of times, the, the pe- or a lot of the people that I ask thought, well, I, I don't really know what you mean when you, when you say you know, evangelism or, or missionaries or, or, or anything along those lines. You know, I, I don't really know that much even about the man Jesus. And so what's so controversial here is this, this, this side of Jesus where he does say that. You know, is that if we don't acknowledge him for who he is, that there is no other way. That Jesus is the only way. The fact that his authority extends not just to the people who are His followers, but that God's authority to, to righteously judge extends to all people is definitely not a popular view. Especially because most people don't even want to acknowledge that a man, Jesus, who was God, came to this earth. Let alone that He died and rose from the dead. You know, I... Here's this, 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 this controversial verse here. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. And he's saying this, this idea of who we view Jesus to be is so controversial, is so dividing... And we've we've seen this throughout history, right? People have died over this simple idea and this simple fact. And we'll we'll talk about a little later on some of the, the some of the criticisms that people have uh, of Christians of, of 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 you and I as we follow Christ and and who He is. You know, we are the the world is is going to be divided one day between those who accept Christ and those who do not. And that's a very scary and unpopular thought. You know, I read, as you keep reading, it says, For I have come to turn a man against the father, a daughter against her mother. I mean, it almost sounds like, like Jesus is like actively pitting people against one another. Do you think it sounds that way? Is that his intention? No, so what is this sword that he's talking about? Well, we, we see from other verses in the Bible, the sword could, could be a number of things. Uh, one is, Jesus' words have a way of cutting us and revealing where our hearts are. They have a way of showing. Uh, you know, you think about a sword. What do swords do? They clearly, especially sharp swords, they clearly cut and divide between one side and another. And so Jesus is saying, you know what, this separation should be a drastic one. People should be able to tell the difference between who is a follower of me and who is not. And that, and that difference should come out in the things that we say, the things that we do, 
And also, the things that we refuse to remain silent on. Because how many of us... Is, I think that's the bigger thing. A lot of times, it's easy for us as Christians to take a stand on things like, oh, it's everybody agrees that we should help one another. That's a very popular stance. We can hold to that without really facing much persecution at all. Uh, but to say that, that we are going to live a holy life that is separate, that is honoring to God, and that those around us, uh, by, by difference, not following Jesus and His teachings, are in the wrong, that's a very different, that's a very different stance to take. That's a very different stance to take. I think a lot of times it's easy for us to want to compromise that. And I, I, I don't know what, what the reason is. I, I guess it, it varies from person to person. As to why people either refuse to pick a side on, on this whole, on the Jesus debate, who is He? Why did He come? Or, or why we, we would want to follow Him one way or the other. Now maybe, a lot, I, I know for me, I had a lot of misconceptions about Jesus and a lot of misconceptions about God. I think as you go around and you talk to different people, there's, there's, there's always this view of, well, there's, that, there's like the Christians who go out and they just preach and they just talk about hell and judgment all the time. Have you encountered people like this that just all of a sudden they just, as soon as, as, soon as you mention God, as soon as you mention Jesus, that's the first thought that goes into their head. And I, I'm not saying that I, I endorse that, or, or I think that that's maybe the best biblical practice. Um, yeah, I should just tell this. This is a fun story. So a few years ago, um, I was working with, with uh, some teens in, in another place, and uh, there was a teen that I had been getting to know and, and just spending a lot of, of time with. And uh, he, he, was, he was interested in spending time with me he was interested in spending time uh, around Christians because I think even even people who are not who are not believers they see the difference in the church, they see the difference in the community and the relationships that are there. But what he was missing was a desire to actually know Jesus. And so one day um, he's he's out and uh, is is at a store and just so happens to get caught while shoplifting. And uh, so he's there, they bring him into the back, you know, they bring him into the back, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're thinking about, oh, well, I need to call your parents, or I need to call the police, and they decide, actually, not to call his parents, and not to call the police on him. Uh, he, he, he was, for all things, he was stealing a can of whipped cream. Of all the things. A, a, a can of whipped cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He didn't, ha- he didn't have a dollar. Just saying, he didn't have a dollar. Uh, and so as, he's, as, he's, as, as this happens, they let him go, and he starts walking home. And as he's walking home, just this random stranger is, is, is there walking, standing on his, like, at, you know, in his path, and hands him a pamphlet on, on, on God's judgment and hell. Literally, as he's walking home, hands him this pamphlet on God's judgment and hell. And so he's walking home. He just starts reading it and like going through it. And he calls me. He's like, TJ, can we get together 
Something has happened. Something has happened. I need, I need to, 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 we need to talk. And that was an incredible turning moment for him in his, in his relationship with Christ. But really, the, the, the difference maker from him, and I, I, I don't know if, like I said, I don't know if I, I would prescribe that as the, the, the way when you go out and share your faith, what you should do. Uh, perhaps it speaks more to God's perfect timing and His ability to work in spite of us. Um, but that acknowledgement that he had that Jesus really is who he said he was. That there will come a time where God will divide those who believe in him, those who follow him, and those who don't were his life-changing moment. As it was for, for many of us in here. That life-changing moment where we know and we see this is who Jesus is. This is what He's like. And we see through the misconceptions of Jesus just being a good teacher. Jesus just being someone who went out to help people. Now, He certainly did help people. And it says that He did not come to judge the world, but to save it. Right? But He also acknowledged the fact that there would be a time of judgment that would come later. And He proclaimed that. And He held to that. And that was something that divided us. You know, we live in, a, in an era where this is literally, and, and, and it hasn't changed since the beginning of time, the critical question of our time is, is there a God and what is He like? And then from there it moves on to, should I follow Him and how should I follow Him? With my whole heart or just a little bit? Now I think about how... Um, I was reading in, in, in one of, uh, one of the, the books that they're having us, us read on, on this idea, and they, they, they shared an interesting perspective on, on us as Christians as to why, you know, why maybe, maybe we as, as, as believers aren't as urgent about the mission of Jesus and, and, and maybe don't see that the sword is, is, is as clearly dividing as we may want it to be, because who wants to really be separate from others, right? We, we like to, to have these great relationships, to connect. The idea of being separate, of being holy, is an uncomfortable one, because sometimes it means that you will feel very alone. You will. And so what they shared was uh, this idea that we as Christians may not share our faith with others because we don't see a difference in the way that we live and the way that they live. We don't, we don't notice it, you know, because, because there's so many other ways that we can have in common with people. We can watch the same TV shows. We can visit the same restaurants. We can play the same sports. We can root for the same teams. But really, this question of who Jesus is should be a life-defining one. And so, if we are here today... And the only difference that people can see in you and I in our lives from those around us is the fact that we show up to church and we read the Bible every once in a while. We're being called to so much more than just that. I mean, this is a life-changing revelation. The fact that if someone who was God really came to this earth and He really did die and He really did raise to new life, it invalidates every other faith out there. Now, that is not a popular statement. That's, a very, that's, a, that's not a fun statement 
to say, but it is encouraging in the fact that we know that there is a way that's true. That anyone can come to Jesus and have a relationship with Him. Yeah, I think the challenge is uh, we do live in this world where people criticize Christians for that belief. And a lot of us fear the, the idea of even sharing our faith or talking about Jesus with others because of some of these criticisms. I mean, Christians have been, since, since the beginning, since, since Jesus' death on the cross, have been accused of, of, of going into places and totally just transforming the culture that's there and threatening the culture, the art. Uh, they've been, we, we, Christians have been accused of, of genocide and violence throughout the years. Now, some of these accusations, actually, they do hold water, right? They do. It's unfortunate that we have some examples that, that are not good that, that, that we have to work through. They reject the message of the cross. They reject the message of Jesus because people don't want to believe that there's an absolute truth. That there is really only one way. They have a fear of, of the idea of becoming too religious. So it's okay, you just can't be a fundamental Christian because that has a terrible association with it. So you, are you one of those fundamentalists who like just take the Bible literally? And it's weird to think, think that, and I'm like, well, in my brain, I'm like, well, yes, I take the Bible literally in the type of literature that it's written as. I literally take the parables as parables. I literally take, you know, the history as history. I literally take, you know, so it, but the, the apocalyptic things as apocalyptic literature because it's a type of literature, right? In and of itself, it's not, it's, it's highly symbolic. It's not just saying, okay, this is exactly what's going to happen. But there's a lot of things that people just don't know. A lot of misconceptions about Jesus that we, as, as, as His followers, are called to help them to work through, to grow in their knowledge of, to understand. Because so many people reject Jesus, not because of who He actually is, but because of the perceptions that they have of Him. And that's where we come in. That's where our part comes in. You know... It goes on, and it, it, like we said, it says, anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son and daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Now, what's Jesus really talking about here? What does this issue come back to? It really comes back to uh, a people-pleasing nature. Are we going to choose to stand with Jesus and with what He teaches and what He holds to? Or are we going to appease even the closest relationships that we have in our life? Are we going to act like those uh, at our job? Are we going to act like those in our family, our friends? Or are we going to follow Jesus' example? Now, I'm not saying that that's an easy calling for us to hold to, but it does make it a little easier when we know who Jesus is. When we understand the immense power that He has. And He goes on again. And He says, Anyone who welcomes you welcomes Me. And anyone who welcomes Me welcomes the One who sent Me. Whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. 
And whoever welcomes a, re- a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. Okay, what is he talking about here? Well, in this day, uh, they didn't have the same kind of uh, hotels in the same way that we do. And so a lot of times, travelers would come and people would welcome them into their homes. And the idea of welcoming someone into your home there was the same as saying that you accepted them, that you accepted what they taught, what they believed. And so Jesus is talking about people who are going to, who as we go out, will be grateful, will accept this message of Christ that will hold to it, that will want you and welcome you with open arms. I think we know that. Whenever you're out there and you're just talking about Jesus, and, and, and even if you've had like 500 people that just totally go against uh, what you believe or, or what the Bible teaches, as soon as you find that one person who's just interested and hungry to have a relationship with God, it's like you forget everything that happened before. Because we see that. We see that welcoming arm, that, that welcoming host. And we know that, they don't re- that they're not rejecting us, but they're rejecting Christ in the process. Now, this sword is, is not something that I think uh, we, we, we want. We always want in our lives. We don't always want to find out. Um, I think about one of one of my one of my fellow classmates who uh, they were they they're in they're a missionary in, in China right now, and as they're going there's a, a a person who 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 they interviewed who's a non-Christian who had been coming out uh, to to church semi-regularly sometimes on sometimes off, and they you know she she just felt like this 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 girl just does not get it, she just doesn't understand who Jesus is. How do we communicate? How do we communicate who, who our God is to people in a way that, that they will understand, especially in countries that have no concept of Jesus, who have never heard the Gospel, who have never learned about Him? Yeah, I mean, it is, it is actually just sharing the Gospel with them. Like Kevin, it's pretty, it is pretty simple. But it, it's not that simple at the same time. You know, we as, as believers, and I know this, this takes time and effort, and, and I know you see, you see Jim and I and others who, who come up here and, and share, we spend a lot of time just trying to figure out how to communicate the Word of God in a way that people will understand and be able to clearly apply to their life. And I, I, hopefully you're, you're grateful for that, right? Okay? Amen? But at the same time, we can't do this work for you. It takes you connecting with the Holy Spirit. You being moved by the convictions that you have for Jesus and your time in the world and reflecting on how the Scriptures are lived out in your everyday life. That is going to be the difference maker in you communicating the message of the cross to people every day. Now, I generally like to use more universally known terms. I like to talk about God in, a, in the sense of Him being a father to His children or like in the sense of a romantic relationship and God desiring us and pursuing us. 
and trying to, to call us to Him. But He uses us. He's called us to do this. I mean, the challenge is, if we are not this light, if we are not this, this clear difference in the day that we walk uh, in our daily lives, then how will other people know where to find us? How will they be able to see unless they see the divide? Unless they see that there is a separation between you and I and the things that we do in our everyday life? And so as we, we close out this morning, this is my, my, my challenge for us as a church. Let us reflect on how clear the dividing line is in our life. Because when we have a clear picture of who Jesus is and what He's come to do, we know that we can't simply stay or we can't simply allow there to be peace all of the time. People will be hot-blooded. And I know I've gotten into many a heated argument about Jesus and about the cross. But you know why I do it? Do you know why we as Christians do it? We do it because we have an intense love and care for the world around us. And we care about them too much to not give them the choice as to whether or not they will follow Christ. As to whether or not they will follow Jesus. So let us remember not just the loving side, the caring side, but let us not forget that Jesus came to also bring a sword. Amen. You've just listened to the Westchester Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit westchester.nycococ.net.